Hello. Oh, hi, Marilyn. How are you? Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. First day of September. New, new, it's the new month. New month, new quarter. New quarter. New world. Everything's going to change this month, uh, Dan. It's going to be huge. I, mm-hmm. I want to believe that. I want to hear you. I want to hear that. Yeah. I want to feel that. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be huge. Yeah. 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 I can feel it on bones. Big turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So here we are, though. It's the optimistic day. It's Tuesday. It's a new month. It's a new quarter. It's a new you. And uh, we're here to just talk you through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You doing okay? I mean, it's, it's like you've been yeah, sedated. Uh, yeah. I want to be sedated. Uh, um, uh-huh. You know, that's what <laughs> I was thinking when he said that. I mean, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not really like, like I'm, you know, I can find in the day, in the course of the day, I can find bright spots and things like that. But I feel like it's like any aspect of your life that you examine closely right now, mm-hmm. you can find some good things, but there's so much it's so easy to find the bad things right now. And that's, that's, I think the struggle, you know, it's so hard not to, (laughs) I mean, it feels there's, I do not want to make every episode about how horrible the world is. Let's do that. Let's Um, rename the show and just call it the horrible show. The world is horrible. And the show is about that. And we can, we can't help you. And And it's never going to end. (laughs) Well, until it does, then it'll be too late. Right. So, That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. And let me uh, let me just uh, pile a little bit more salsa on that taco. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I, I don't know who's failing or work this is apart from perhaps our Lord. Okay. But I feel like it hasn't taken th- that long for anything like actual optimism to have been bred out of me. <laughs> I, 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 I could say it's uh, since March. I could say it's since January. I could say it's been since January two, 2017. I don't know exactly when it happened, but mm-hmm. I know that it's happening. And even as there are bright spots in things like some of the Corona stuff, I mean, <laughs> those great low interest rates and crazy stock prices sure are good for people. Yeah. Look at your 401k. Um, but but optimism feels very dirty right now, mm, mm. and like you're really gonna get screwed. Like you really like like it feels like some kind of a, I don't know like a uh, a behavioral psychology experiment from like the 1800s. We're like <laughs> we have to encourage the subject not to put his hand into the candy jar. If his hand goes into the candy jar, it will be severed. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and help me understand uh, what that what concept in psychology that proves. I don't know. We're still figuring things out. It's the 1800s. Oh my god. And here's the other thing, is that, um, oh gosh, I don't want to get, I don't want to be too dark in my improper reference here, but, I mean, you think about, let's just say there's all kinds of uh, movies and literature and stuff about time (laughs) in history that were rough. (laughs) And there's movies about like, let's say you're, let's call it camping. Let's say you live in Poland. And you end up going camping. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> okay. And there's all these stories about how it's like, hey, look, dad's doing a puppet show while he coughs. Or like, ha ha, <laughs> do whatever we can to keep everybody happy. We're certainly not in that kind of camping situation. But what I'm trying to say is mm. that for myself, for my family, very much for my kid, 
if if I am at long last being honest with myself, there's uh, difficulties, challenges, and just the stuff of life uh, that I'm kind of avoiding right now because I want to, as uh, they say, accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. I mean, do you, do you follow what I'm trying to say? Yeah, stuff I believe I like, do. I'm going to let stuff slide, like eating habits, like uh, screen things. And by the way, uh, based on a podcast I heard uh, last night, I- I'm going to stop saying screen time. It's a really dumb term. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, like, no. Lot, no lot, pause, pause. pause. Well, why is it? Try... I want to hear more about oh. that. Why is that a bad term? I'll tell you about it. Let me finish my anecdote. Okay, the, okay. Uh, uh, i put a pin in that. Screen time. Um, but there's a lot of stuff where... Not a lot of stuff, but stuff where like, I'm not, this is not the time that I'm going to start uh, a big fight over a, a long-standing, tiny, nearly insignificant problem with my wife. Mm-hmm. Like she soaks the dishes, I don't. This is not going to be the month that I have it out with her, uh, about whether you right? the dishes soak in the sink. Right. You follow? I totally follow. So that leads to some very interesting uh, horrifying things if you think about it there's a lot of repairs around the house that we haven't gotten done there's there's you know there's all kinds of stuff that's kind of gone to seed for six or more months yeah and the thing is it, that all that all it's not like all that's going to come due on the same day but as as the birds start singing again and we start emerging from our from our little hovels and staring at the overbright sun there's going to be a lot to notice yeah sucks yeah so if you think it's bad now, if it's any consolation, oh, it's any consolation, dude, no. it'll get worse. No. No. What was I listening to? Because I do believe I actually fell asleep listening to it. Um, but uh, see, I can't even remember the domain of the person they were talking to. Uh, give me a quick second. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 Dan, while I'm looking this up, I will be listening to you, but can I um, uh, just follow up here for, yeah. uh, for, for you? Absolutely. Um, last week, you uh, you mentioned that you and your son had really enjoyed watching all the Mission Impossible movies. Loved them. And others. Yes. And you had asked the, for recommendations from our listeners. Give me some more movies that are like the Missions Impossible. How did that go? You know, I got some very interesting responses from some of the listeners. And I, I must admit that um, I have we've already seen most of them. Um, let me pull up that email. Um, you can see how thoroughly prepared it, it isn't I am. It's like the 1980s where you would have to go into, at least where I'm from, there would normally be, there's always one video store that was different and better and weirder than the others. Mm-hmm. Whether that was in, you know, Newport, Richie, yeah. especially in Sarasota. <laughs> yeah. There's one, I think it was called Cult Cult Video or, you know. Right. And you go in there and it was the weirdest guy. And his friends ran the place. It was like it was weirder than a comic shop. These these people. Oh yes. But you, they were so good. And if they liked you, they were really good at being able to recommend the thing that's what you didn't know you wanted. Oh yeah. And if they hated you, they'd make your life miserable. You <laughs> want to make sure you get the good guy. But it's like now everybody's got that. We've all got the internet. We can find stuff, and we all you know. <laughs> We naturally form into groups that have seen the same movies, I think. Yeah, no. So there were some really good suggestions. A lot of them we've seen, but I feel like it's worth mentioning uh, at least some of the ones that we have seen because I think they're really great. We, I just want to go on record and say we could not finish The Man from Uncle. Uh, we oh. could we couldn't get through it like, like two thirds of the way through it. I'm sorry. One third of the way through it. We're like, eh, and I noticed that he's kind of like 
looking around the room and I'm like, oh, Just I'm off. reading Twitter on my phone. This isn't really a gripping film. And then about halfway through, he looked at me. He's like, and this this one's okay, right? I mean, Henry Cavill's pretty cool, but uh, this is o- just okay, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, let's just watch the fight scene from Mission Impossible 6 again. And so that's how we finished oh. the movie. Uh, we just rewatched the bathroom fight scene to sort of reboot our brains away from that. It, it, so after that, we have crazy, now... What a crazy scene that is. Such a great scene. And so n- now we're watching... Um, we, I showed him Memento and uh, I was, you know, oh, so did you show him, did you show him the, the photo of the squirrel? You got to show that to him. The photo of the squirrel? I sent you the picture from you. Oh. <laughs> yes. I need to show him that. Um, <laughs> he enjoyed the movie and he, he followed it. I mean, he, there were a couple parts where I had to kind of explain, not like, I had to explain what was going on, but I had to explain some of the nuances, uh, like but cultural it, context. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he got it, he got it. And then, so now we have That's called a Polaroid. Yes. Yes. And no one has a cell phone. There was a time before that. Um, he's, he's like, well today, couldn't he just take all the pictures and make movies of himself on his phone? I'm like, Yes, he could. Yes, he could. <laughs> so, uh, so then the, the movie that we have, uh, he wants to watch Top Gun. And so I looked up oh, on boy. Common Sense Media, <laughs> I, I looked up and, and, and there is a, um, you know, there is a scene in Top Gun, apparently that's a love scene. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what's. Is it a love scene? It, a love scene? Right. I don't, um, I don't know. And, and so I, I looked it up and they're like, at the time, this was like a real love scene. They're like, now it's considered almost rated G. Like it's basically nothing. So oh, that's wow. on the list. But we've been on this Tom Cruise kick. So we were going to start Jack Reacher and we started Jack Reacher. And the, the it, oh, opening to Jack Reacher is a freaking sniper, like shooting the office? women and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, no, I'm not going to watch oh, that God. with him. And then uh, regardless of the rest of the movie. And so then, well, I, I'm kind of curious if you could guess what, what movie we picked. For the next, uh, uh, is Jack Reacher with Jim from The Office? No, that's Jack Ryan. That's the TV show oh. that is amazing. Who's Jack Reacher? Is that, this oh, is, is that Tom Cruise. This is like Tom Cruise ripping off himself in the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. movies. It's a cheap ripoff of Mission Impossible starring Tom Cruise. <laughs> so it's really that's dumb. The kind of thing Nicolas Cage would. Do. Uh, I know it's 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 Tom Cruise playing. A copy of himself in Mission Impossible with a different name and not as good. Yikes. Um, so we're wa- we watched A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. Oh. You can't oh, handle the truth. Right. So right. good. You, you want him up on that wall. It's also you can't stand. Yeah. It's so good. It's got uh, Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, some white suits. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. What do they call it? A code red? There is no such thing We're, as a code red, really. I mean. Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. 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 Like a party. Um, well, good. All I right. mean, we live, what, what do you think Merlin, we, we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. It's a contract. It's a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I oh, listen, I get, I'm just going to drop a little, um, uh, I think I'm working on a video. 
explaining mm-hmm. compression and podcasting for my new uh, video channel. Can I learn about hard knees? I need hard to learn knees, about knees, soft knees. I'm going to talk about all of that stuff. And so in order to do it, in order to demo that, I have to, I had to have a recording of my voice showing how compression affects it. So what do you, what do you think I recorded? Oh, have you ever a, had a single moment's thought about my responsibilities? Have you ever a, thought for a, a single solitary moment about my responsibilities to my employers? <sighs> Has it occurred to you? Good, Has it? Because it shows a lot of vocal range, right? There's a lot of uh, peaks to chop and lows to boost and stuff like yeah. that. Yep, 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 yep. Gotta, get, gotta hit that compressor limiter. Um, <laughs> where, where were we? Oh. Avail- the files will be available for download. Files will be available for download. Yeah. What? What that mean? Uh, like like the pre the pre. Oh, I see. And post files so people can really get in there. Try it, try um, it themselves, experiment themselves. This is somewhat embarrassing because it identifies how basic I am. Uh, where did that conversation come from? It comes from <clears throat> the very same podcast that we talked about last week. It's uh. basically last week we talked about the Tignataro episode, and then two weeks later, or however long, I think that's the next one. Anyway, yeah, so it's an, ep- uh, an episode of that podcast called How To with Charles Duhigg. Um, and here's the description. So this is somebody, the, the conceit of the show, which is flimsy but useful, is that, that uh, hey, here's our guest to talk about something. But really, you know, they're answering a question that somebody has submitted to us, which, meh, I don't, I don't think that's exactly how that works in real life. I think it's more like you get a guest and then you find somebody who has a good question for that person. And they, they're like on the show too, kind of. It's really cool. Anna is sure, or, uh, what's the title of this title? Title is uh, Cheat Sheet, How to Ace Zoom School. Anna is sure the amount of time her two children spend on YouTube or Roblox cannot be good for them. With remote learning this fall, Anna is worried their addiction to screens is only going to worsen, stunting their imagination and exposing them to dangers online. In this episode of How To, we bring on Devorah, please don't be Devorah, uh, Heitner, author of Screenwise, colon, helping kids thrive and survive in their digital world to help Anna figure out the most constructive ways to monitor and guide her children's screen time. The first step is to realize not all screen time is created equal. Sing it, sister! (laughs) God. Stop thinking of technology as the enemy. Instead, how can you help your kids translate their obsession with video games or social media into real-world skills? I mean, it doesn't sound surpassingly new and useful and... I mean, it sounds like this basically could be a, a thick pamphlet, but uh, maybe it was just in the right state of mind, kind of fixing to fall asleep. But when she said that about, you know, I don't like that word screen time, I was like, you know what? You know what, Devorah? I don't like that word either, and I'm not going to use it anymore. It's such a dumb thing to say. It's We've talked about this, I don't know, probably a year or two ago, we talked about this, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like, you know, I believe it was it was one of the... Uh, one of the Greeks, maybe was it Plato or Socrates, was worried about the they were worried that books were going to corrupt youth, you know. And then once books became the thing you're supposed to read, it was like, oh, you know, you know how you know how this works over time. There's always some new technology right. that's going to corrupt the youth. There's like a whole podcast about this called Pessimist Archive. Um, I mean, it's not just about youths, but okay. So we don't like words. Words are bad. We really don't work like words when they're put into books because that'll corrupt the youth. Well, now we like books. But, but, you know, uh, adventure books and mystery books and all these other kinds of books are dangerous to youths. And, you know, that, that just goes on and on and on. 
Now there's so many parents today that would like that would like eat a bug if their kid would read a book. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um so anyway, I agree. I, I I know I've said this before, but it was it's mainly this is nothing that new in terms of my thinking, but it is new in terms of like I'm gonna quit amplifying the idea that screen time is a thing, that it's anything like a useful... Have we, we've talked about this enough that people will know what I'm saying here, right? I'm basically repeating what Devora or De- Devra... Devra. Boy, how do you give someone a name like that? You shouldn't. I mean, it's... Okay, here's the thing. If you have a funny name, you can give your kid a funny name if it's only funny in one way. You cannot give your child a name that's funny in two competing ways. You can't have a name that you, that you have... Like it's one thing to say, like you give your, you name, let's say you name your daughter, Henry. Okay. Now for the rest of her life, she's going to walk around and say, uh, somebody's going to call it Henry. And she's going to say here, and they're going to say, your name's Henry. And yeah, like H-E-N-R-I. No, 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 no. It's G-H-A-N-N apostrophe R-I. So I agree with Devora, and I'm going to stop using the word screen time because it's stupid, mm-hmm. because it's absolutely true that not all screens are created equal. And, you know, this, this really comes clear for me in particular. We, I've talked about trying to do those, um, trying to use devices. Sunday is my data experiment. Saturday is treat day, and Sunday is my data experiment. What ha- wait, wait, wait. What happens on treat day? You get the mealworms, or you have to eat the... the... I can eat, for 24 hours, I can eat anything that I want. Okay. Large Max. Bon, 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 Pizza, mm-hmm. bon, 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 bons. large max. Just look at me now. Well, hold on. Yeah, let me circle back. I gotta, I gotta uh, tell you some of the recommendations for movies like Mission Impossible. And then on Sunday, I can try things. And one of the things that Sunday is to experiment. <laughs> so when I experiment, I do stuff like today. I'm not going to use devices as much. Today, I'm not going to look at Twitter till noon. Today, I'm only going to use my voice to the extent possible. When you give yourself that constraint, if you're me and you have the kind of life that I have. You discover there's so much stuff that is very difficult to do without a screen. And that is like, in many cases, impossible to do without a screen. Uh, tell you what, smartass, does your, does your uh, thermostat count as a screen? No, I have to use that. Well, how, how is that different from the thing you use to order groceries? Well, I have to use that. No, I don't like it when they play Minecraft, though. It's going to ruin their mind and <laughs> decrease their critical skills. Other movies! Other movies. Okay, so some of these came... The person who sent the most collected, comprehensive list that in, included almost every other movie suggestion that I received is uh, Joel from Missouri. I so don't. some of these were TV shows. I'm not going to list those because we were talking about movies. Uh, so I'll just list the movies. Um, but uh, Joel says, uh, The Fifth Element... Okay, we've seen that. Die Hard, one through four, five optional. Seen those. V for Vendetta, not going to be showing that to my Mm. 12-year-old. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, then Raiders, optional Temple, Skip Skull. What is that recommendation? Absolutely not. You watch those movies in order and you have to watch all of them. It's not like The Godfather where three doesn't exist. You watch all of them. Watch all three in order. Uh, Jackie, Jackie Chan, many movies, uh, start with who am I? Uh, and that's interesting. I don't know that I've seen a Jackie Chan movie since like 1984 or something. So oh, I, who am I? Is it that, a movie by Jackie Chan? That's what, that's what Joel from Missouri says. 
Oh man, I'd watch. I'd watch. I would start with clips and then watch Police Story. But Jurassic Park yeah. one first sequels optional. They've already seen those. Terminator one through three. The rest optional. We've seen them all. Hannah was a, a, a TV show that I know about on Amazon, but apparently it was a movie first. I didn't know that. Um, so that's in the list. Say, say again. Hannah H A N N A is how they, oh. Joel has spelled it. I don't know huh. if that's accurate. Huh. The Mummy series tried to get them into that. Didn't care for it. They didn't like it. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Resident Evil will not be showing that to my 12 year old. Scott Pilgrim spilled Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. versus the world. Spot, spot, spot Spilgrim. Spot mm-hmm. Spilgrim. I don't know how that's a movie like Mission Impossible. And I haven't seen it. I think it. Joel might have lost the uh, thread a little bit here. Right. And I so think Joel is just giving you movies that he likes. Uh, the Jason Bourne films. I'm now off of his list and onto just some of the other. We've already seen all the Jason Bourne films. Um, and then the, the obvious one um, would, would, of course, be. Uh, like the James Bond movies and those are mm-hmm. coming up next. And there's, there's things about the James Bond films that I, as an adult in 2020 can say that was a thing. They like slapping a woman to get her to stop being so hysterical. That was a thing you just Ugh. did in a movie in the sixties, but would is unthinkable now on so many levels. And so like, do I want Yes, that would be. He's such a cad. I know. And it's like there's so many teaching moments in the movies, but I don't want to watch a movie with teaching moments sometimes. You're not going to be as. I forgive my saying, but I think it's very unlikely that anyone's going to be as persuasive as Sean Connery. (laughs) The problem is when you show this to people, and I I, I talked about this a little bit the other (laughs) day. That's the title right there, Merlin. (laughs) Write it down. I forgot what I said. But I I really, I really, uh, I despise that phenomenon of uh, especially journalists retweeting. BS. And, and you know why they, you know what, how they feel okay about doing that, Dan? How? Because it says right there in their bio, it says retweets are not endorsements. Uh, right. What okay, are they then? So, oh, they're, they're, these are just journalists. They're just reporting. So uh, when somebody says something uh, ridiculous and without any context, they retweet it to their 50 gajillion followers. I mean, <clears throat> uh, well, you know, really you are heavily amplifying BS from somebody who works at a really reputable institution. And, and I, I, let me just say, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I have a feeling that when people see a tweet of something <clears throat> that really uh, zazzes up their confirmation bias, I think they're much more likely to hit the button before actually going and reading the bio. I, I think most people who come across a random tweet, you know, coming through the rye, I doubt, I rarely, I, I think they very rarely say, huh, I should go check the, this person's bio. The person, not of the person who wrote it, of the person who uh, retweeted it. I should go check their bio to find out if retweets are or are not endorsements. You know, you got to refer to That's crazy. You, yeah, you got to refer like putting to up bio. a dick pic on your wall and going, well, it's not mine. It's just a photo. <laughs> retweets are not endorsements. <laughs> this is what I'm working with. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, I can't get the CMS to let me bookmark it, but I've started um, using Letterbox a little bit more, and I put up a couple lists. Oh, I saw I, you, I saw your list. I, I, I don't ca- want you to follow. I don't want people to follow me, and I don't can't bookmark it. So I'm not sure how nutritional this is. But I did a list of uh, what I call my weird movies weird for movies weirdos. for weirdos. Keep yourself occupied with these weird Which movies for weirdos. That, they're not that weird, but that's how you, that's how I get you. 
I mean, hot fuzz is not that weird. But of course, then, all the cineasts out there <laughs> came up and said, uh, actually, <laughs> oh, you forgot. What about gook? You, you consider these weird? There were so many on this list as I'm looking at it right now. And I, I remember on March 17, 2020 at 2212, I grabbed I the file and it, I was shocked at how many of these movies I did have not seen. Well then, well, um, I can help you curate. If you want to come back to this later, I'd be happy to curate ones that are, I think are actually, I say weird, but I mean a lot of, sometimes weird means this is a twist on what you've seen before. Ah. Something like Hot Fuzz. Sometimes it means weird as in, in my experience, even though this is a movie that I really like, in my experience, this is a movie that has, about which people have very divisive feelings. So and that would be one, maybe like Synecdoche, New York. Um, but then there are other ones like that Jane, uh, Jane Dillman movie, where it's like, well, this is really weird. They're like, they're actually, this person's having fun with the possibilities of film. And it is, that is legitimately pretty strange. But owing to all of the people who like to do cinema on difficult mode, I also made one, uh, there's a swear here, so um, some, it's called Some Next Level Sheep. And that, that's where it gets a little weirder. Um, uh, in some cases, very upsetting. <laughs> but um, movies are fun. You know, also, I mean, this also gets into another thing of mine, which I'm very, I'm very interested in, not quite obsessed with, but very interested in the way... Uh, and again, something I talk about sometimes on the internet is uh, how do you how do you become a good steward? How do you become a good bespoke recommender for people in your life? Mm. Rather than being uh, that guy who always name checks, you know, it's sort of like the way you could tell Trump's really he, he loves talking about remdesivir because he's figured out how to pronounce it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you uh, learn a new word, uh, and, and like you uh, have to be the guy who's got the most obscure taste in town. Well, how do you get good at like figuring out what a given friend might enjoy? And I think that's a very interesting issue. It, well, we've been doing this for a while, Dan. You got to tell me about something you like. Oh, I would love to tell you about Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. Oh, I love Mac Weldon. They're better than whatever you're wearing right now, even if you're wearing Mac Weldon. That's, I, I, so that's it goes double true for me because I'm wearing two pieces of Mac Weldon right now. I just ha got a, a recent shipment from Mac Weldon. I got another one of my favorite Vesper uh, uh, shirts, collared polo style shirts. And then they, they've come out with, they're always evolving and, and making new stuff. But uh, now they came out with a couple new kinds of t-shirts. I wanted to get a couple t-shirts. I got a t-shirt with, with a pocket in it. And I haven't had a t-shirt with a pocket in it in, in years. And I find that- Because you don't smoke anymore. You know, I used to take my lucky strikes and roll them up in my sleeve and then I would put them into my pockets. No. And so I got a t-shirt with, with a pocket and it was great. And so now I've got a pocket. <laughs> I can put stuff in, you know, and, and this is a sign of the times is that I have two different pairs of glasses. I have glasses that are for like distance viewing that definitely don't have like progressive bifocal stuff in them. They don't have that for sure. I promise. And then that's uh, a life, that's a life decision that some people choose poorly. It worked for me, but it doesn't work for everybody. And then I've got the another, is, though, whatever glasses you wear or not, you're going to look great. You're going to, you're going to love the way you look in this t-shirt. Fact. That is true. And then I've got another pair that are my computer glasses that basically they fix my astigmatism, but they don't do much for the nearsightedness. So I don't, I, I can see the computer perfectly. And I was changing all these and I would always do the thing where you hook, you just hook the, you fold, close the glasses and you hook them over your collar and it's stretching the collar. And by the end of the day, it looks like you have a V neck, even though you started with a crew neck. Now I've got a pocket for it. If you bend it. over, if you bend over, you're going to drop your glasses. That's right. 
So again, Mack Weldon solved another problem. I don't even know if they intended it. They also, but they do more than just that kind of thing. They do more than just underwear. Here's what they do. They make wallets now. They make wallets. They ma- yes, they make the hoodies. They make the the underwear. They make the Vesper polos that I like. They make the active shorts. I'm wearing, I'm wearing their uh, long tail. It's the Chris Anderson version. The long tail uh, white tee. And over that, of course, I'm wearing the tech, uh, cashmere uh, long sleeve uh, t-shirt. See, you're prepared. You're prepared for your day. And they make, they, I think they got famous for their silver underwear, which is the antimicrobial stuff. And one of the t-shirts that I got has the silver in it too. I haven't really put it to the test yet. I want to wear that. I'm going to start wearing that t-shirt. I'm going to wear it for a couple months, see how it, mm-hmm. how it, whether it stinks or not. But yeah. anyway, I love, I love their stuff. They're very comfortable, very high quality and they make great workout clothes and make daily wear clothes. I'm wearing one of their shirts right now and I love it. Uh, and, and so they have made their own totally free loyalty program that they call Weldon. Oh, did I say I got a wallet? I got a wallet. They make wallets now. We got a wallet. I got a huh. wallet now, a little front pocket wallet that I'm also using right now. Okay. So they have this program called Weldon Blue. Level one, you get free shipping for life. Not bad. Once you reach level two, and the way you reach these different levels is by, by buying stuff, spending money. The way you reach level yep. two you, you, means you've spent 200 bucks they will start giving you 20% off of every order for the next year. So you're going to get free shipping and then you're going to eventually earn 20% off every order. This is awesome. It's a great, great deal, a great situation. And, uh, and, and so basically the way that you can get in on this and 20% off your first order, that's beside that. You don't even have to do the Weldon blue thing. Just go to MacWeldon.com slash back to work. M A C K. W-E-L-D-O-N, MacWeldon.com slash back to work. Use the promo code or offer code, as you say, back to work for 20% off your first order. It, it, it's great. If you don't like, you can order stuff from them, like a, a pair of underwear, you, socks, whatever. You don't like it. They let you keep it. They still refund you. That's how confident they are that you're going to like crazy, this stuff. That's crazy, Dan. How's that, how's that operation still in business? That's crazy. You can't do that. You can't give away your stuff. And right now, since you can't, we can't leave the house or go anywhere or shop, their site is so easy to use. Down? I mean, I, I don't it. understand. It's weird. MacWeldon.com slash back to work. Offer code back to work. 20% off. Just do it. Thanks, Mac Weldon. Bok, bok. <clears throat> um, so I, 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 uh, I want to talk about something I, I, I bought that's made me very, very happy. Love to hear it for the most like puerile reasons. For that, like a grown, I'm now a particular kind of grown ass man that buys himself things like this and has no excuse uh, for it. It used to be when I, time was, I, I would get stuff and say, Well, that's mostly for my kid, but now oh, right. that she only likes Star Trek and her taste is better than mine, it, it is revealed how much this stuff is really for me. So, go to um. Go to, uh, go to the links page for right. episode 493 of your Back to Work program. All right. How would what people find uh, episode 4993 on the internet if they wanted to? How would they do 493 that? 493 on the internet, 493. Um, I have, uh, for many uh, years, uh, because of my child, you know, my, my little child, mm-hmm. I've become, you know, a big fan. Uh, I, know I like comics, but also I like these, uh, these books of stickers that you can get. I've got, we've got many, many, many of these. We've got them for, uh, usually it's DK makes them. It looks like DK's not doing it anymore. These are different. Um, uh, so you can get these, uh, like, oh God, I have so many. I have one, Spider-Man, X-Men, like whole books, you know, Avengers, several different Avengers. Um, okay, so 
This is the ultimate nostalgia trip for me. What I hold in my hand is Marvel Classic Sticker Book, more than 200 vintage stickers. Oh, now, when I was yes. Lad, when I was a lad, uh, people collected cards, mainly baseball cards. There were other kinds of sports cards. Uh, my cousins had actual first gen, first gen 1966 like Batman trading cards. Oh, my god! The idea was, you'd, uh, usually those you know, tops was a popular one, but you go out and you buy you this little pack, probably, I don't know, a quarter, and it had it had uh, like yeah six or eight cards in it, a sticker, and a piece of utterly unchewable, <laughs> <Gum>. inedible, terrible <laughs> mouth cutting gum. But we're not there for the gum. That's that the gum is a MacGuffin title. Um, Marvel did this too. Go oh, garbage pail kids. Before that, you had wacky packs. Marvel did this too. And so with each one of these, you would get cards and you would get a sticker. And the stickers, it was so Marvel. And so stupid. And it was like their their characters, these beautiful like Jack Kirby drawn characters with a bubble saying something really stupid most of the time. Uh, so here's a picture of Cyclops. And he's saying, I'm a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you no. see uh, Captain America, the beautiful, what would that be? Is that Ditko? Yeah. Ditko, right? Yeah, I think so. Ditko or Kirby? Oh my God, I'm spacing. Anyway, a uh, picture of Captain America, beautiful. It must be Kirby. It's beautifully foreshortened with the big fist. I've got to stand this way or my pants fall down. <laughs> That's funny. And here's um, here's a Galactus saying, yes, no, Kirby. I'm not the Mad Hatter. So there's a bunch of these and they look really good. It, I mean, you know what? Some of the people on Amazon were bitching because they're like, why do they have th- bubbles? You're like, you idiot. This is not for you. Then, then we go a little further and guess what we get into? Now, we get into reproductions of some of the cards as stickers. Then, then we go a little bit more on what we're getting into. Now we're getting into several pages of vintage corner box art. That, that little thing in the upper left-hand corner has mm-hmm. the name of the comic, how much it costs, what issue. And it was so cool because, you know, with X-Men, oh, God, this is a Kitty Pride one. Oh, my God, 1980. So great. Then just big ass stickers of logos of the various like heroes. Then faces, faces, faces. So good. This is the best one of these I've ever gotten. And then hang on. One more thing. Just agree to pay a separate fee. Posters. Fold out posters. The size of four pages. Spider-Man, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Thor, Silver Surfer, on the back of which are blue line uh, 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 what do they call it? Uh, boxes in uh, gutters or whatever it's called, where you could like make your own comic out of the stickers. $12.99 American. Two, enthusiastic thumbs up. I, I, unless something better comes up, Dan, I'm going to send you a photo of, uh, uh, of, the, <laughs> of the thing saying it's clobbering time. That's one of the few serious ones. Or would you like a Spider-Man? No, the Spider-Man thing, the thing is sure? good. I like Ben Grimm. Here he is uh, doing his little heavy metal hand. Uh, uh, Spider-Man, and he says, who'd you expect, Little Miss Muffet? <laughs> or here's one Here's one where he goes, bug <laughs> so off. Bad. He says, insects scare me silly. Oh, Silver Surfer saying, you'll take a shine to me. Did, didn't do a second uh, draft of any of these, I think. <laughs> 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 some of them are just, somebody has a very obvious joke based on the way someone is standing. Mm-hmm. Here's, um... Uh, vision saying, who stole my yo-yo? Ooh, the watcher. Hiya, kids. Hiya, 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 hiya. Okay, <laughs> All right. Marvel sticker book. It was for my kid. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't for you. It was for your kid. It w- ah, well, yeah, I'm a good father. <sighs> what else we got? I don't have much. I got a few things. Oh, I, fi- I figured I manually put my movie things into the uh, the CMS. I made oh, special you know, show art we, for it. If we, oh yeah, I'll put it on my list. Um, if we show art, send um, Dan uh, some show art. If we run out of things to talk about, which I think we might, um, um, the project, the ongoing project I'm calling Infrastructure Week continues. And I did a lot of things to my Mac and tech, especially over the weekend, that I've been putting off for a long time, and it was really, really good and worth it. I'd like to hear that. And I also came up with, with um, some ideas that, uh, that worked for me, that helped me a little bit during the COVID uh, times. That, oh, well, was, well, let's see. What should we start with? You pick. Uh, let me do some we'll I like, and then, then I'll start do, with mine because it's do short. Do some I like, and then we'll do your COVID times. Good. I, I like Mint Mobile, Merlin. I really like Mint Mobile. I put it into my device, and it just worked, and it blew my mind. That's the coolest blew thing about it. my mind. So, I thought there's no way, no way is this going to work, and it worked. That's that's what the genius of the Mint Mobile is. So here's the thing: Mint Mobile, they give you this. The, so this is this is the way Mint, most people I think who are listening to this show right now are still using one of the big wireless providers out there, and they're like, especially now, why am I paying all of this? There are these expensive retail stores that my money is going to support that I'm not going to. There's inflated prices. There's hidden fees. And I felt, and I, you probably feel if you're looking at your bill, like you're being taken advantage of because they know that you're just going to pay this stuff. You're not going to call and ask, what is this fee? And how do I get, this is what Mint Mobile is all about. Stopping that they're, they're here to give you the same premium network coverage that you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything's online. So they don't have retail locations because they don't need them. They don't have that overhead because they don't need it. And then they pass that money, that savings back onto us, the, the consumers, Mint Mobile, you can cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And with Mint Mobile, you're not going to pay for unlimited data that you never use. You're going to choose between plans to have three or eight or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. You're going to use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan. You're going to keep your same phone number. All of your contacts are there. All that stuff stays. It's not like this is any transition that you need to make. Just ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. And it can start at just 15 bucks a month. You can get this plan shipped to your door. They send you a little card in there and uh, pop it in your phone. It just works. It's amazing. They made a special URL for our listeners. It is mintmobile.com slash back to work. Of course, mintmobile.com slash back to work. So go there and cut your bill down to 15 bucks a month. It's amazing. I'm using it now right here in this very phone. And, uh, and I love it. So thanks very much to Mint Mobile for that and for making this show possible. Thanks, Mint Mobile. Buck, buck. I don't know if everybody gets this. It's probably maybe just because they, they were being nice, but I got a box of stuff too. It was really cool. I did too. I got the little, do you say a koozie, little, not a cozy. Like a little fox. I got the fox thing. My son stole the notebook instantly. Um, yeah, my, I lost the hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the hat. took it all. <laughs> it, they got, I got yeah, a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. this stuff. Everything that enters the house is mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they, do you think they send that to everybody or just us? Cause we're like really special. I don't know because if they find out how not special I am, <laughs> they're going to reclaim the hat. I don't want to lose that hat. Tell me, tell me about your coping mechanisms, Dan. What would even is <clears throat> So this is something that occurred to me and it's really weird. I don't know if this is just me or if this is other people too, but my physical environment, if, if I feel 
like we're all kind of stuck in the same one or maybe if we're lucky two places all the <laughs> yes, time. We right are now. kind of doing that for sure. And, and so, no, no, I mean, it's like, that's a talk about understatement. Ugh. I know. Right. <laughs> and, and so like people, like, I feel like the entire house is just crumbs and mildew. <laughs> oh God. I know. I know. And people, See, everything's a little crummy and I don't know why our house became more crummy. I was watching, anyway, I go ahead. watched a video. If I, let me look for this in my history on your YouTube history, because this was a really, well, well, you're mentioning that. I'll also mention a fine and mention and find this article that I read the other day. That's like, it's that, it's that three times a year thing where you read something and you're like, Oh my God, I'm not the only person in the world that's like this. And it was this person writing about like, why is it that I, that I've become more clumsy and keep breaking things. And I was like, Oh my oh, God. Oh, I saw you tweet about that. That's totally me. Um, I'll put it in notes. Okay, so this video, which I did find and just added to the show notes, is a Roald Dahl interview. Uh, it's from 1982. And it shows his little setup of how he how he writes and what he does in his little like office out in the English-British countryside. And it's just, it's the most amazing video, first of all, because it just shows this person who really gets himself and what he needs and how he works and mm -hmm. what he, what he has done and what he's capable of. And it's not that he's being immodest by talking about his skill. He just simply understands he is one of the best children's book authors ever to have lived. He knows that. And it, do, it doesn't seem like it goes to his head. It's just a fact, you know, like I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt uh, from Mac Weldon today. I know that I'm not bragging about it. I'm wearing it. It's fine. Like he just talks about, but the point is it shows his little office. And this inspired me for some reason. I don't even know how I wound up watching this video. But I started to think that, you know, some of the things that we can't control right now are like, maybe we can't go into an office or like me and you, we have our own little private, you know, studio office mm -hmm. type things that we can go to. But even there, like you're used to going out into the world and doing other things and seeing other people. But what can we change? What do we have control over? What are some things that we can do that might give us a new, a new vibe or a new feeling of, of, of different energy in the space that we might be stuck in. And so I was thinking about his video and it inspired me to rearrange my little, my little office. So I took the desk, which was up on one wall and I turned it out. So it was facing the other direction. And I moved this thing over here and I took some of the equipment from here and put it over here in this other, and it feels completely different now. And I still Same am space, having, but new feeling. And when every time I walk into that space, it's like, oh, right, right. It's different. And it something in my brain feels different about it. And I feel different when I'm sitting at the desk. I feel different when I'm working on it. Maybe I'm not going to like the way the sun comes in the afternoon. I'm going to have to change it. I don't know. But it feels different. And as, as, uh, as Bill Murray says in Groundhog Day, which is what we're all living right now, anything different is good. So that's what I've got to say about that. Yeah, I I think I'm just thinking about what, what you're saying here. I think that I think that is true. I I also things like the desire to tidy things up or further to this things like to mix it up a little bit. I'm very risk averse in general, but yeah. especially now, which it's, that sounds like a silly angle on what you just described. But there is this part of me that. Like forgive forgive my my dark thoughts, but there's this part of me that's like, uh, I don't want to screw with that thing too much because I can't fix it right now, 
or like it would be difficult if I do something that causes something to happen with the structure of like whether that's an electric socket breaking, I know I sound insane, or a whatever, I really worry about my ability to do anything about it and to have that further compound this somewhat complex uh, house of cards that we're all living in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I, <laughs> there's a thing I say often and on many occasions, and of course it is mostly a joke except that it's not, where my kid starts getting a little rambunctious, like say on like Christmas morning, and I'll be like, no, no emergency room trips on Christmas morning. Or like I'll say, no, no emergency room trips the night before vacation or, you know, whatever that is. And now more than ever, as they say, it's like, please, no emergency room trips right now. Uh. <laughs> please be so careful. Wrap yourself in bubble wrap. But with that said, I totally agree with you that, I mean, my angle on that similar angle, not to hijack your topic, because I think it's a good topic, but my angle on that that's related to my Mac Infrastructure Week stuff, the things we're doing at home, um, is that there are various levels, many levels of various kinds of projects where you could find room for improvement right now. Yeah. You know? And, and, and you know, back to, like, chapter one of uh, the 43 folders dates, like, that starts with writing it down. Like, it's not enough to just have an idea in your head. Like, if you, if you, you'd be amazed how much... I feel like how much smarter and if you like more efficient you could be in any kind of improvement process by remembering to write things down. Well, that could start with a grocery list. It could start like, as I say, the mosquito tasks or like my, my, my bugs and fixes list of like, here's all the stuff like the squeaky door or, you know, checking the tire pressure, all that kind of dumb stuff. Um, and then you can operationalize that. You can figure out what to do about all of that stuff. And man, mm-hmm. If you do have little windows of time to work on that, it feels so good to just cross off the every item on that list. And 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 you really get momentum from doing that. And, and, and what you're describing there, hey, listen, if you're stuck in probably one place and it's not dangerous to do it, like why don't you mix it up a little bit? Because you've you've you deserve it. <laughs> you've earned a fresh look. In, in how the place operates. Are you watching are there? You do you have for Ted Lasso? You're doing Ted Lasso, not doing Ted Lasso? No, I don't, I don't know about Ted uh, Lasso here. Oh, I thought I promoted it here. Twice, Did you? But I could be wrong. <laughs> Ted Lasso is a show on Apple TV plus with Jason Sudeikis. About yeah. Oh yeah. You told me, game. no, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. I don't there's have a really that. nice moment in the first episode when the coach and the other coach walk into their office and there's a desk at either end of the room facing the wall and they both walk in and they sit down and they, they both turn. It's such a great, well-blocked, well-choreographed scene. They both look at each other, turn and look at each other at the same time. All this happens. at They each do this together at the same time. Then they stand up. They each turn their desks around and push them against each other so they can look at each other face-to-face without saying anything. And it's such a sweet scene that they both intuitively know that, that's the, that is how they work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit rolled doll too. Is like this is just how I. This is what I do. Like for me, like example, for example, right here. So I mean, the keyboard is in the middle for middle reasons. I'm right-handed, so this mouse is over here on the right. Um, I might have a drink over here. Usually I have a drink, but I also have this little pad where I write down things with a pencil mm-hmm. throughout the day. And then, you know, over here, uh, I've got things like uh, uh, ibuprofen and, and seasoning. Now, I don't have to work that way, but I super like it. And I'm constantly looking for improvements. Oh, can I give a couple examples before yeah. you tell me about one more thing you like? Yeah, yeah. There is a phrase. I don't know if this is where this phrase comes from. Ugh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm not going to look it up. I believe it's called desire paths. 
and desire paths are the things that let us know where, when left to their own devices, most people will, how most people will navigate the world to get what they want. Before we get to the best known example, you could look at the kind of things to do an adaptive path, which is looking at, in user testing, they could say to people, hey, if you wanted to book a flight next week, what button would you click to start, right? Mm -hmm. Or you say like, if you had a problem with getting a refund on your ticket, show me which button you would click. You follow, you show them yeah. like a prototype. Right. You, could just, you could just paper prototyping, but you will learn so much in maybe an hour and a half to two hours. Talk to four people. I think it's like you start with like four. You don't need, there's not that much benefit to talking to 400 people. You'd find a lot out from four or five people. I forget the exact term, but. And, uh, and that tells you a lot. What is the classic desire path? Well, I think it was Berkeley. Doesn't matter. I don't even know if it's true. I think it's true. It's kind of a Don Norman thing. But like you see, you, uh, you go and you build this beautiful college and you put down all these sidewalks where you think sidewalks should go. And then what happens? You see these little snaky paths moving through the grass. Well, those are desire paths. That's where somebody has found a better or to them more sensible way to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's not the way that you planned for them. But you know what? That is a very clearly defined trail at this point. So what does that tell you? That tells you it wasn't one person that did that. Everybody likes that path. There's not a second path next to it that's slightly different. It's That's how it works. You know what I mean? Um, and... I think you can do that for your own life too in ways that it's going to sound trivial. It's, you know, not as important as a, a college campus, but when I, let's say I am, and this is a little bit meta, but when I am doing my infrastructure stuff, every infrastructure day uh, in one way or another, I do this throughout the day, but it concludes with the big cleanup. And that's where I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff to like, you know, anything where I like boxes, made a mess, there's tape, whatever that, you know, just stuff that's just scattered around that isn't where it needs to be. Right. And I, I put it, can I tell you one of my desire paths? Um, mm -hmm. One thing I try to start noticing about myself, um, let's say I got a wadded up piece of paper or a paper towel. Where would I like to throw that right now based on where I'm standing? Not, not right. like, so, so follow me here. <laughs> it's, it's not, it, it's, it, there's more to this than like, oh, could I develop a better habit of dealing with trash? The desire path is, on more than one occasion, I've been standing in this spot and wanted to, to just drop my right hand to the side and have something go in the trash. Why is there not a trash can there? Well, now there right. is. Right. Start noticing <clears throat> stuff like that. I mean, this gets into a lot of really classic stuff, you know? I think there are people in the world that have a very aesthetic approach to how they organize their life, and they put things where it's pretty rather than where it's smart. Well, how about this? You ever lose something? You ever, like, sorry, mislay, let's say you mislay something like mm -hmm. your sure, of course. keys for your automobile or your glasses or whatever it is. You finally found them. And guess what? It's because you put them somewhere weird. It's almost always because you put them somewhere weird. My wife used to have this terrible habit of when she'd go to, like, the drugstore, she'd put her wallet and or cash and or car keys in the bag with the stuff from the store. And I'm like, oh, my God, please stop doing that. That's so, Or she'd take out her, take out her driver's license and have it separate from her wallet. I'm like, honey, that's the wallet is for the holding of that. Mm -hmm. You should never, don't separate those. That's like leaving your belt on a urinal. Why would you ever do that? <laughs> and, um, but that, that, that's one of those sorts of things where like, if you start noticing, uh, you'll start noticing desire paths in your life and then you can do something about it. You find like when you do finally find your thing in a weird place, um, what do you do? 
Well, you take it and you put it back in the beautiful aesthetic place that it belonged. Well, let me ask you this, Marty. Where was the very first place that you decided to look for that when you went searching for it? Probably, maybe you've got like a, a dish on the credenza or like something like that. If it's possible, start keeping the, that lost thing in the place where you first looked for it because that's where your brain thinks it goes and you just haven't realized it yet. This also goes for file naming. It sounds totally unrelated, but it's not. It also goes for file naming. Um, if, you, if, you go to look, if you go and look for something and you know you have it, but you don't know what it's called, guess what? It's probably because you named it cute. It's probably because you named it aesthetically. Instead, do you know you can have, like, I believe, I want to say over 250 characters in a Mac file name? Really? Yeah, so, that makes sense. 250. Is there? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. But so, like, there's no, there's no reason for you to do whatever, 8.3 or whatever. Right. Like, why don't you say uh, file run X, uh, fix launch D, launch library, Safari won't launch, reminders, whatever it is, because you just start vomiting up all the words that you just used to search for that thing. And when you found, that's the way you name stuff. You name stuff what you look for, not what you think it should be called. And you can do that. It doesn't require losing it to do that. That means like from now on, when you're creating a file, act like you're looking for it. Now, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. And like when you drop your hand, where does your hand want to drop? Where does it want the, the trash to go? And I mean, like to me, there's like a million. So here's what I literally did yesterday. And then I want to hear about something you like. Um, I got a cooler recently for uh, when we went camping. Long story short, I, I brought it to the office. This is before I bought up uh, this little chest freezer for work. That's been part of the infrastructure. But uh, like I have this cooler, and I had this problem where I don't really have a good place to store it. So it was kind of out in the middle of everything. Um, and I was like, hmm, okay, I should probably do something about that. And then guess what? Boom, desire path. Yesterday, I realized that I wish I had a second level beneath this desk, which by, and by desk, I mean cafeteria table I stole in 1988. <laughs> but I wish I had a second level below here because my left hand wants to reach down and grab a note card. I don't want to have to like ferret around for note cards and knock, knock Domino off the pencil sharpener every time I grab a note card. I, I don't want to roll like that. Guess what? Kismet. You grab the cooler. You take the cooler. Will the cooler fit under the table? Yeah, it fits fine. Guess what? Now I got a place to store the cooler and I got a new table. It's like living on a boat, baby. Desire path. Desire path. But I, was, that was, I mean, it's, it's early and I'm not awake and it was a little ranty, but that was pretty good. That's uh, solid gold. Tell me about something you like, a third and final thing. A please. third and final thing. I mean, I would like to tell you about Indeed. 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 <clears throat> Indeed. One of the greatest challenges that we all face is taking all the information that's available and knowing where to focus, right? It's the same problem with hiring. With Indeed. You have access to the largest pool of talent and you can hire the right people fast. That's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to take you. You say, I, I need to hire the right person. And I, I don't want hire this, the right person. But I don't want it to take weeks or months or years to find them. Damn, I'm a busy salary man. I can't spend all day looking for people. That's right. You can't. And, and so this is Indeed.com. They're the number one job site in the world because they get you the best people and they get them to you fast. And so unlike other sites... They give you full control and they give you payment flexibility over your hiring. So you're only going to pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. There's no long-term contracts and 
Indeed gives you the tools that you need to make this your search that much easier. So they have something, for example, called sponsor jobs. Those sponsor jobs are three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, which is pretty cool. And with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, this is the place to go. It's kind of obvious they're going to get you the hire that you need. And they've done that for over 3 million businesses already. And for our listeners here, they're offering $75 credit that will help you boost your job search. And that means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. So this is how you get that $75 credit. You go to indeed.com slash back to work. That's it. Really hard to do that. I know, but indeed.com slash back to work, go there. Terms and conditions apply and the offer is valid through September 30th. I have to say those words or we will not get it. The, the entire spot won't count. So I've said them. Yep, they're going to do what's called make good. Um, I don't want to do a make good. I want the I people to hear about Indeed. I want them to go to Indeed. I want them to get the $75 at Indeed.com slash back to work. And find that's available to what? October, December, how long? September how 30th is, is when it's available through. So go September do that. 30. So you're saying like tw- 29 days from when we record this. Don't don't try to do it after that or we're going to get in trouble. Dawdling we'll is bad. We will be banned. Dawdling we'll is bad. We'll be IP banned. <laughs> So thanks very much to Indeed for making this show possible. Thank you, Indeed. Buck, buck. <clears throat> uh, uh, we probably don't have time to do this, but then again, it might not be that long of a topic. Can I talk about my Mac infrastructure stuff and how it's made me happy? Yeah, I would love to hear about that. I cannot, oh, by the way, check your text. Um, I cannot promise you this to a certainty, but I feel like there's a genesis for what I've been doing um, really around the past week. And the genesis is for that. Where, you remember last week I talked about how dynamic DNS kept basically changing my DNS servers and it was real slow. Yes. Yeah. And um, I finally got to go back to Cloudflare. I think this is related to that, but uh-huh. I finally did a bunch of, what do you like? You like those stickers I sent? I do. I, I, you know, I, do you know which one I have to go with? I mean, you have to know. Peter, Peter Parker. No, I got to go with Cyclops. It's too cheesy and good. Ah! Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um. Anyway, God, this is so boring. But uh, it felt so. Let, let me put it this way: it felt so good, not simply to like. It, it's a, there's a funny thing about solving a problem or getting a problem solved, uh, which is that there, there's actually kind of a couple levels. There's always two things with me. A couple levels to it that are great. Well, obviously, the big thing is wow. I, I'm so glad that problem is fixed, and now I can do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That is preceded by a smaller, but really like very uh, gossamer feeling, which is, ah, I did it. I'm so glad I finally figured this out. Yeah, I'm glad it's fixed, but I'm also yay me. I'm so glad I, along with the entire internet and the entire history of knowledge that's ever existed, I somehow was able to figure out why my page was taking too long to load. So what else have I been doing? I think I mentioned last week, I believe I mentioned this this. What? Who names this? Etrecheck, E-T-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. A very unpretty um, name for a very unpretty app that does some pretty cool stuff. It's very similar, <laughs> like I say, to something like uh, Onyx or Cocktail or Clean My Mac. Uh, but it basically, I bought the pro version of this, and it goes through all the nooks and crannies of your stuff to uh, find major errors, minor errors, networking problems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I th- so that was useful to me and it's a strange kind of thing because it's it's an app that's like, what is it like? 
How can I describe it? it? Its main thing is it finds information and reports on it. It doesn't provide, it, it wants to provide solutions. And one way it provides solutions is that like you can basically contact somebody with your problem if you have the pro account. But I think its main benefit is to act as a kind of yardstick for whether you have fixed problems. Does that make uh, sense? Yes, no, I get that. So Etrecheck, you, you'll see this mentioned a lot on um, Apple forums. Because basically, anytime these days, anytime anybody asks a question about anything practically, they say run EtraCheck and put the results in here. Like it's it's so much. Like you can't even get an answer. You can't even no one. They won't even talk to you. No one talk to you. They say get the EtraCheck. So it's funny. That's then that that led me to some some other stuff. You know, there's a bunch of stuff I discovered running that uh, over and over compulsively, (laughs) and um, because that's the kind of thing I do. Right. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Dan, yesterday I started a new spreadsheet for the different kinds of light bulbs I use. Okay, good. No, I mean that's good. That's... I am. I am what is what some would refer to as a train spotter. Yes. No, <laughs> I, I, I feel you. Um, so EtraCheck becomes the way I know how well I'm doing because it says stuff like, "Hey, doofus, did you know how many of the things? Uh, well, this is not a huge thing, but how many of the apps that you have on your Mac are 32-bit, and we're not going to run in the future." at all. And I was like, Ugh, yeah, I guess I do. But you know, further to that, there's a bunch of 32 bit stuff in other places that are not your applications folder that like are in like a, a library file. And maybe that's not so great to have around. Did you know you have all of this stuff? And now I, so I'm, I'm at this point kind of shading into a little bit of what I was doing with clean my Mac. Um, clean my Mac. I have a very co- conflicted relationship with. How so? Why? Why is that? Very good. Uh, well, okay. I'll tell you why. Um, Remember back in the day, stuff like Disc Warrior, how Disc Warrior, yes. there were things where- I still have like, my Disc Warrior on a, on a little thumb drive right here. Short of sending it away, sending your drive away to a clean room where they took the plates apart and tried to like <laughs> lick, lick the data off it a bit at a time. <laughs> yeah. Disc Warrior, it was like, you know, you have two situations in life. <laughs> you know, It's either like you, you not, not a single thing on here will ever be recovered or after a couple hours, somehow when nothing else would work, Disc Warrior would do it. Now, Clean My Mac is a, is a very interesting app. It's a little cute. It's very colorful. It makes noises. But it does a pretty good job, as far as I can tell, at doing a fair amount of different things. It combines a lot of different... This is not... Not only is this not an ad, this retweet is not an endorsement. No, it is not. It's going to end with me putting Clean My Mac on blast. So just be ready. Here's the good stuff. Uh, let me open it up and show you. We'll get to hear the noise that it makes when it opens up and plays a little tune. Because, of course, what's the first thing I want any of my computer utilities to do? I want it to play me music. <laughs> There's something called Smart Scan that I... I don't know if I recommend it. It, it. You could. I mean, it's fine. Basically, it combines a bunch of the stuff into one thing. System Junk, right? That's one of the, the cleanups that it does. Clean your system to achieve maximum performance and reclaim free space. Optimize your system, resolve errors with broken things. And again, I, this is not a recommendation, especially because your mileage may vary. I'm not here to vouch for any of these. But I do know, for example, I talked last week about how AppZapper, people say, is not the best solution. I don't know if this, if, I'm sorry, I don't know if AppZapper is the best solution for getting rid of all the files that get left behind. It's pretty good about that. Hazel's pretty good about that. In my lightweight use uh, Linux pretty good at that. I can't vouch for it, but when it says it gets rid of an app, it does get rid of a lot of the other files too, which is what we're looking for here. It's not the app that I'm worried about. The app's not open. I do worry about weird launch processes that are gumming up my stuff. 
Like I had, I had launch processes from 2012 no. that were still in there. Really? Stuff, there's stuff I put into Ling in a million years. Oh yeah, but I mean, like maybe it's an old version of default folder, like from 2013 or something like that. But well, I don't I don't go in and like I'm not I don't do a clean install like a lot of folks do. System junk. Let's get through these. System junk. Mail attachments. Trash bins. Uh, malware removal. It found some stuff that it thought might be malware, which I thought was kind of interesting. And apparently, there's a thing going around with this thing that looks like Flash. Uh, anyway, um, privacy, optimization, maintenance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This does a lot of cool stuff. It also does some stuff that other apps do well, but it does it even weller, which is, for example, <laughs> they have an area called large and old files, which is really clever. So you can say like, Show me, show me the largest files on my computer. Now show me files that are pretty big that I just haven't opened in a long time. Mm -hmm. What I'm getting at is through a combination of uh, EtraCheck, uh, Clean My Mac, Go64. Oh, Go64 is actually by the makers of default folder. And uh, it, it does, well, I want to say it does one thing. The main thing it does is identifies every app or app-like thing on your Mac to identify whether it is 64 or 32-bit. Mm -hmm. I 32 like that. Bit, That's very useful. It helps you. Yeah, it helps you to the extent possible try to delete it, but it also has a really clever thing, which is what, what it would cost you to upgrade to the 64-bit version. You click a button, it goes and figures it out. Um, so I've been going ham on this thing and um, you know, I'll, I'll run and run and run and run and do stuff. Um, then on top of it, usually <laughs> just for overkill, I'll run Onyx, do a restart. Um, command S I think is either dep like single user mode, F FSCK from single user mode. I think it must be deprecated. Yeah. I don't know. I can't get it to work anymore, but I just go to recovery mode, d double check all the disks, make sure everything's cool. You know, the, the full, the full Rain Man suite, like unplug all USB things, restart, plug them back in. Like let's really, really clean this thing. And not only does it feel snappier, but I can see in EtraCheck it has gotten snappier. Like I, I got rid of a lot of cruft and a lot of crud. And between that and the pages loading faster, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not that sort of weirdo. You know, that sort of weirdo. The same kind of person that quits apps for no reason. Uh, there's a big asterisk on for no reason. On their iPhone, you know, they're also the kind of person that goes, should I get rid of some of these apps? And my computer's slow. It's like, well, these days that's not as true as it used to be. Why... Am I putting them on blast? There's a very, there's a funny thing. So, you know, until you dig around, you kind of don't realize how much stuff gets installed on your Mac without you expressly, like, asking for it or knowing it. You, yeah, you just hit OK, and it installs stuff, right? Uh, clearly, the standout example here is Dropbox. I, I can't even begin to guess how much insane stuff Dropbox has installed on my Mac. But there's just a lot of like little weird nuisance things. There's an app that I got over a year ago that I've used probably three times, and it's always it's still it pops. It's it's in my dock every time I restart. So somehow that's either in my oh, there's several ways that could happen, but it's you know it could be one of my startup items in my account, or it, it could be in um, you know startup items in the uh, in the library, uh, to the library. And I'm going to stop what I'm doing right now and go get rid of that. No, I got to go do the show. Periodically, though, mowing down a ton of those and going, oh, my God, I have zombie orphan software from 2012 sitting in my Tilda library. That's mental. But guess what? 
like everything these days, oh, set app does this. Like so many of these apps these days, Clean My Mac installs a fair amount of junk. And so you're like, okay, wh why does Clean My Mac keep popping up? Why is it doing that? Well, because it has a, first of all, it's installed this updater. It's installed this menu thing. And it's installed this, like, not nagware, but, like, this, like, thing that bugs you to run it every once in a while. It's like, I didn't ask for any of this. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's, okay, fine. That's This is a utility, right? That would be, like, me turning on a light switch and getting an interstitial pop-up from PG&E that asked me if I'd like to take a, take a survey. Mm -hmm. Like, no. I this is, you Do the thing. Don't bug me to remind me that you're even here. So guess what? Guess what you got to do? I have a screenshot of this somewhere. You run clean my Mac to remove all the junk from clean my Mac. That bugs me. I'm not going out to do that. <laughs> but it feels good. Okay, so what's the point here? I got to get out of here. I'm losing my voice. Um, there are opportunities, even, even amidst these difficult times. Start noticing where your hand wants to fall. Start noticing where you would like to walk and start noticing where it's more sensible to store something where you look for it uh, uh, rather than where it's pretty to store. That's my summary. I like that. Dan, do you, have, do you have any remarks at this point? I mean, you covered it. What am I going to, how can I add to perfection? How can I add anything to what you've said there? Especially yeah, when cake. it's a, well, cake is a lie. You read cake? <clears throat> as often as possible. I like cake. I like cake. I like, uh, I like, I like cake. I like ice cream. Uh, sometimes we make brownies and brownies with uh, vanilla bean ice cream. Woof. You know, I go through phases with, with brownies. I'm not the kind of person, like, I don't want brownies around. You know, I don't want them in the house. Oh, you better not. No, but oh, it, I'll eat the whole tray if you give me a, a thing of brownies. Chips. <laughs> uh, Dan, mm -hmm. let's button this up. Okay. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Yeah.